Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on Home Threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit HomeThreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today as I bring you the next episode in the series, Decluttering Room by Room. I've asked six women to join me in tackling various areas in our home. We'll chat about how to keep each space minimal and most efficient for our families. In this episode, Elisa Henry, minimalist mom and TV host, will take us through bedroom decluttering. We'll talk mostly about adult bedrooms, but we do sprinkle in a little bit about kids' bedrooms too. But before we get to that conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. We're getting so close to that 500 mark, and that would just be a Merry Christmas to me. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, head over to iTunes and do that. The other way that is very beneficial for this podcast is to support me and the Minimalist Moms podcast by checking out some of the advertisers that I bring you here on the show. All right. I think that's all I needed to tell you guys. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Elisa. Elisa, thanks so much for joining me tonight on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I love your podcast, so it's exciting to be a guest today. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better. We were just talking about how we're both from Columbus and just kind of, I've recently discovered that. So I'm excited that, I mean, I feel like we should have gotten together to do this had I had known. I'm I like, know. I'm starting to get to know you and I know that listeners, I'm sure some listeners know you, but for those that don't, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Well, I'm Elisa Henry and I go by Elisa Henry TV on Instagram. Um, I actually host a lottery game show. So that's the TV aspect. I used to be a news reporter Um, and I am a wife and a mom to a very active three-year-old boy. He was born early, so he's a premature baby, but he's doing great. And uh, yeah, I live in Columbus and I just, I love Instagram. I love your podcast. I'm excited to talk about uh, minimalism and decluttering and things like that. Yeah. And then when did you start to pursue minimalism? Was it before you became a mother or was it afterwards? I'd like to know maybe a little bit more about your journey. You can summarize before we get into decluttering. So I've always been interested in the minimalist lifestyle. I think I first discovered it probably like 10 years ago, um, mm-hmm. looking at the minimalist, like those two guys. Yeah. And it was way, same way out of reach for me because at that time, shopping was basically like a part-time job for me, like mm-hmm. an unpaid one mm-hmm. <laughs> where I just love shopping and buying stuff. But then I got interested in minimalism and decluttering in my own life about um, a year after I had my son. So he was born 10 weeks early. And um, so it was a lot of drama with the hospital and everything. And then we had a nanny. And at the time I worked, I worked full time and I was doing freelance work and I had just started a new job. So I was working like three jobs and I had a, a baby at home mm-hmm. and I, we had so much stuff. We had tried for a baby for about two years. And so um, when I finally had my son, I was so excited. I bought everything that Babies R Us had to offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had so much stuff and plus all the stuff I already had before I had the kid. And I found myself having to do so much cleaning before the nanny would come because I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And also I hired a cleaning lady and I had to do so much cleaning mm-hmm. before she came. I even had to tell her like, avoid this room. Don't open that door. Don't <laughs> open, you know, and you have a cleaning lady come when it's that bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I had, I hired two girls from a local college to come help me. And I was so embarrassed when I think about what they witnessed when they came to my house in, in terms of how just stuff to the brim it was of stuff. So that's when I decided, you know what, I need to make a real change. And so I read a book. It's called Managing Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. Oh, it's yeah. by Dana White. Her blog was called A Slob Comes Clean. Have you heard of her? Yeah, um, yeah. I love that book. book. Called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. Yeah. I just popped my headphones in one day, listened to that book. I swear it changed my life. Like that, just, just listening to someone who wasn't like the minimalist in terms of, you know, doesn't have anything. This was someone who was, who was, who had gotten past where I was having all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, you don't have enough time. And she kind of just walked me through in her book, how to declutter and minimize and just basically change your mindset because really minimalism isn't just about cleaning out your house. It's also about changing your mindset. That's a big aspect. And that was the main thing that I needed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So where would you say that bedroom decluttering, it's what you're here to talk about tonight where would you say that that kind of fell within your minimalist pursuits? I want to hear more about that. The bedroom was the easiest room to start with, which is why I'm glad that we're talking about bedrooms, because um, I think that 
it, it was the easiest room for me because um, I just thought, you know, let's grab a garbage bag, start in one quarter, just move across the room and, you know, clearing everything that just doesn't go in there, like mm-hmm. dishes and medicine and the vacuum cleaner. And I think that that was why I decided to start with the bedroom because it was easy for me to know what goes in here, a bed, like nightstands, we have a TV in our room mm-hmm. um, and that helped me. Uh, and I felt like once I accomplished the bedroom, I thought, okay, now I can tackle some of the bigger spaces. Same with my son's room, his nursery. Mm-hmm. We had so much stuff in there. So it was nice to uh, be able to feel like I had a goal with mm-hmm. the bedroom. I feel like that's a good room to start with for people who are just beginning. Okay, cool. Well, let's let you just take it away. And what would you say is one of the initial steps to declutter a bedroom? I would say, like I said, grab a garbage bag, start in one corner, move across the room, get all the trash, anything that doesn't belong in there, Mm -hmm. uh, clearing out everything that doesn't go in there. And sometimes it's hard to get out of the dorm room mindset. When, if you went to college and you had a dorm, did you know that like your dorm was also your kitchen and it was your family room and Mm -hmm. it was, it was everything was your office, like everything. And I think it's easy to take that mindset into your apartment and then maybe into your married house or wherever you live. I mean, there was a point where, I had so many clothes on my bed. I had to like move the clothes yeah. to the side of the bed and then lay in the bed mm-hmm. <laughs> next to a pile of clothes. Like that is when you know it's gone too far. Um, <laughs> when I got married, <laughs> obviously I couldn't have clothes next to me. So they just end up in a pile on the floor. Uh-huh. And um, it just, I think that when I decided, okay, first let's put everything that does not go in here. Like you have an entire apartment or house or wherever, mm-hmm. medicine goes somewhere else. Dishes go in the kitchen, clothes go in the closet or the hamper, mm-hmm. the vacuum cleaner goes, you know, in the hallway or in the, in the closet, wherever you can fit it. And so, um, that was something I, I started with, with just putting things where they go, what actually belongs in this room. You know, in my mind, I want to be that person who reads for two hours before bed and you have this big stack of books on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. But let's be realistic. Like mm-hmm. realistically, I'm on my phone before bed. So I don't need all these books mm-hmm. next to my bed. Um, and, and doing um, hampers and hooks, everything off the floor. That's a big aspect. I mean, I think once you clear off the floor, that's a big space that's cleared off. We have a dresser in our bedroom so clearing that space off and not having a bunch of like toiletries on the um, dresser that doesn't belong in the bedroom so Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing is just putting things where they go um, and and using the space that you have and also being realistic about your space I think sometimes I can get on Instagram and see someone else's bedroom like oh my gosh like I would love to you know have a bedroom that didn't require a dresser well that's mm-hmm. not my bedroom my bedroom requires a dresser so that's you know I think being realistic about the space that I have and also being realistic about what I need the things that I have and what I need to fit those things and making a space and making a place for everything yeah absolutely and I think when it comes to the bedroom a lot of us, I mean, I feel like everyone's bedroom is so different for kind of what they want the vibe, I'll, I'll say, to be. I know that I've, I'm like saving up right now for a really cozy chair that I can put up in our room and I can read at. I know that some people do have like that little sitting like lounge space in their room. Some mm-hmm. people have really tiny rooms and they don't want that. They literally just want to sleep and be intimate in there if you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> some people want that TV <laughs> in there. Some people don't have dressers and it, there's just so many reasons that the bedroom is going to look different for decluttering with each person. But I think you're right. Just taking that 
garbage bag in there and start working through things that are like completely unnecessary. And then maybe even if you take a laundry basket or some type of bin in there so that kind of like as a catch-all, like, hey, where do these things actually need to go? Because the medicine doesn't actually belong in here. It belongs in such and such place. So being aware of where the home is for some of the things that shouldn't be in there and then setting aside some time prior to all this to kind of design what you want this space to be. So mm-hmm. the laundry basket thing is a really big one because I, I like to say don't abandon one task for another midway. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do that when you're like, oh, I'm going to put the medicine in the kitchen and then go in the kitchen and you're like, oh, I need to clean up the dishes. And then like your bedroom's still a mess. So I like the laundry basket idea because I just put everything that doesn't go in this room mm-hmm. in this basket and then I'm still working on the room. And then when I'm done, I can walk around with the basket, putting things where they go. I did the same thing in my son's bedroom and mm-hmm. just getting toys is a big one, but getting things that don't belong in there um, and putting that in the basket, finishing his room and then taking the basket around the house. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't abandon one task for another task midway because that's yeah. very easy to do. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good point that you mentioned toys and kids room, not to like segue into kids rooms. Cause I do want to mm-hmm. just, I, I want to mostly have this episode be about adults rooms because I feel like we've yeah. never talked about that really on the podcast before, but mm-hmm. the same with your kid's room. Is it their playroom slash bedroom? Is it just a bedroom? Like, is this also a learning space? It's going to look so different for everyone. So I think coming up with that initial idea of the design behind the space will help you mm-hmm. keep it organized to that tune, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. So do you have any other like the initial steps for decluttering or I guess I'm also just kind of curious to how you organize Are Are you someone that buys all the bins for your bedroom? Do you have dishes for this and that? I want to hear more about maybe how you organize it. So one of the things that I always have to fight against is accumulation. Okay. I'm all about like, for a while I was all about bringing things in. And I think stopping the flow mm-hmm. is the number one thing that has helped me in my decluttering journey. And I tell that to everyone. I'm like, if you are wanting to declutter, stop the flow, which mm-hmm. means stop going to Target and just buying all the things like, or wherever is your vice. Maybe it's not Target. Maybe it's, you know, whatever local place, but, um, but stopping the flow and stopping accumulation. And one of those things is the bins because it's easy to go to the store, see all these pretty bins. I want to buy all the bins. You're just bringing in more junk. Yeah. And so I think getting, getting, I try to get rid of things first and then say, okay, do I need, you know, a bin? Would that make this, um, would that make, would a container make this space better Mm -hmm. and um, more functional. But I think for me, I'm more of a clear the counters kind of person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want to have like a stack here, a stack there. I want to have everything like where you can't see it, which sometimes that can be tough because then it's out of sight. And so you might forget that you have it, but then it's like, well, you forgot you have it. Maybe you don't need it. So, So, um, but yeah, I'm more about like, I do have a little jewelry dish on my nightstand that Mm -hmm. um, I can put my rings in or if I put my earrings in at Mm -hmm. night. Um, But I'm more of like a clear, clear off the clutter. I have like one book on the nightstand, that one book that I'm reading, not like a stack of books that I wish I was reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always think if you're going to buy something, buy things that are multifunctional, like our nightstands have, they're opaque for number one, not transparent. And they have doors on them and shelves inside. Mm-hmm. So then you can put stuff inside instead of just having like a table where you can't put anything inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think multifunctional things like that work best if you are buying something but I don't think you should go out and buy a new nightstand because it will 
you think it'll like change your life in terms of decluttering because mm-hmm. that's just bringing more stuff in. And also I like the concept, I've heard this on your podcast a lot, which is uh, shopping your house and looking and finding things that already exist in your house that mm-hmm. can maybe move, be moved into the bedroom mm-hmm. to make the bedroom more efficient mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And just because I like that you say you pause and you're trying to cut off the flow of things coming in because I think sometimes we'll find a basket and maybe it comes in a set of three and you have things to fill up like one basket, but you're like, oh, I don't have anything to fill up the the other two. May as well just go out and fill these things with either things that I might need, but don't really need, or just things that are definitely frivolous and you don't need. So yeah, I think that that's a really hard shift to make when we're so used to doing it the opposite way though. Wanting to fill up all the spaces all the time. And it's like, it's okay to have empty space. It's actually kind of nice. And Mm -hmm. I also think that in the bedroom and any room, like you're never done. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what I've had to learn is that like, you don't just declutter once. I'm like, oh, I decluttered, like I'm done. Like it's a constant it's a constant like curation of our room. Like, okay, this isn't going here. This isn't going here. Cause you know, the point isn't to not live in the bedroom. We do yeah. live in there. We bring our medicine in there. I might bring, you know, my son's toys in there, but these are things that don't live mm-hmm. in this room. So then they go back to where they go. And whether that's daily or weekly, at some point getting back to that reset um, of getting back to where everything that's in this room is what is supposed to be in here and not letting stuff um, accumulate in there that doesn't belong in there. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that it's not, oh, I decluttered and I'm done. It's a constant um, process of like getting back to uh, the baseline. Yeah. And I think also with the idea of you're never done, also you're never necessarily done in kind of designing the room how you want it to be. Well, at least I feel like I'm not I feel like it's always going to be a process because I feel like I'm always going to be saving for something. There's this other really cool mirror that I want that's $400. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to take me a while (laughs) to get that. And so it's like little pieces that you're adding over time. But I really love them. And that's the thing. I think that don't just go to the store and buy a bunch of things because, oh, this looks really good. This is it. If it's my Pinterest mood board, I'm really going to like this because I think, I don't know. I feel like it's a generalization to say it, but I feel like for me, I can do things like that or I have done things like that in the past and then I'm disappointed and it's like, oh, I should have just held off until I really got the thing I loved and wanted to put there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I like to say like, none of this is permanent. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like you're going to arrange your room and then say, okay, well, I bought this, you know, bin, so I'm stuck with this bin for 20 years. Like, no, if it doesn't, if you use it for a while, it doesn't work anymore, you don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. A big example of that is we used to have a huge bassinet in our room mm-hmm. because our son was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so our room was like, we had diapers and wipes, and like a bottle warmer, we had all these things in our room. Mm-hmm. Once he grew out of that, like one day I looked and I said, why do we still have that bassinet in here? He hasn't slept in that in mm-hmm. two weeks, you know? And it's like, just constantly um adjusting the room to fit your life and say okay you know maybe I can't have something really expensive in my room right now that's within reach of a three-year-old yeah but eventually I'll be able to like put that stuff back out you know mm-hmm. so I think that um just knowing that the decisions that you make now are not necessarily permanent mm-hmm. you can always change it later on one thing that we've done that might not be um it may not be like popular with other people. Our room has a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband loves um, like beaches and, and like going to the islands or whatever. Mm-hmm. We went to one time we went to Myrtle beach and we stayed in a, a beach house mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. My husband loved it. So we tried to like recreate <laughs> the bedroom there and our, when we moved into our new house mm-hmm. and it sounds kind of silly, but it actually helped 
me not go overboard with like all the things because it has to fit like the theme, like the beach yeah. theme. So like, yeah. I can't just like, Oh, I love this random pink vase. Like, no, it doesn't fit our beach theme. So that's helped me kind of like keep myself from buying all this random decor mm-hmm. is having that theme in our, um, in our room. And he loves it. That's another thing. If you're married, you kind of have to go with what your husband wants to do too. Some of my friends, like their husband has a huge gun safe in the bedroom. Like you have to work around that. You yeah. know, it's not like, you can't just say, well, this is what I want. It's like, what both of you want. I would love a pink and stainless steel kitchen, but yeah. my husband would never go for that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. think working too with your spouse and making sure that they also, you know, like the room and they want to help make it, keep it like declutter because it's their room too. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special, and Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite Armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. So what would you say are things that 
keep us stuck? We mentioned one with the spouses, possibly. It might not keep us like long-term stuck, but it's definitely something we're going to have to work through. But what are there other things that maybe you've heard people say? What do you think? I think what one of the things that can keep people stuck is not having the not knowing how to utilize the space because it's easy to feel like I don't have enough space. Mm-hmm. And I know that I felt like that. Like, I'm like, well, I have my room isn't clean because I don't have enough space. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to just be realistic about the space mm-hmm. and, and utilize the space properly. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier about um, making sure if you can get things that serve like two purposes mm-hmm. like that's why I love dressers I know people don't like dressers like I've, I've learned that like on Instagram people are like I don't have a dresser in my room we love our dresser because that's where we can put stuff like we have clothes in there and mm-hmm. like they keep the top um cleared off the nightstand same thing there's like drawers on the nightstand I mean uh, doors mm-hmm. and shelves in the nightstand and I think having those multi-use things mm-hmm. even our bed mm-hmm. has two drawers on the end of it mm-hmm. so for a while I was in a throw pillow phase and when I thought I was gonna like have this great decorated throw throw pillow bed every day and so we put the throw pillows in the drawer at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the bed Mm -hmm. um so I think that just working with the space that you have and then saying you know I don't have space for all this stuff I have to get rid of some of it and that's just it's not that it's not a great item it's not that you don't you know like it or whatever but it's just you don't have room for it and I think you decide what do you have room for and that and anything that doesn't fit, you just have to get rid of or relocate in your house somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's something I think that is major and keep people stuck is not feeling they, not feeling they have enough space and not um, utilizing the space they have properly. Yeah. I kind of like that you shared that you went through a throw pillow phase because mm-hmm. do you still have those throw pillows, by the way? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> because, well- so when I think of minimalism, I think of not having a bunch of extra clutter, but I still think that things can be, look nice and I still like pretty things and I still like the idea of having like a decorative bed and maybe I, not not having like a soda can on the nightstand yeah you know, that to me getting rid of the soda can is like the minimalist aspect but I think sometimes people think a minimalist is the bed on the floor mm-hmm. with you know one pillow um you know white sheet white blanket and that's it mm-hmm. and that for me minimalism is more um minimizing mm-hmm. the amount of stuff I have but mm-hmm. still having like the pretty like almost like a hotel aesthetic. I love, I love hotels and I think having like the nice decorative pillows. So for a while I legitimately was committed to making the bed and putting up, we had like all these pillows. Mm-hmm. And so we, I put them all and arranged them all nicely. Once I had a baby, it just got to be too much. So yeah. I put the pillows in the drawer in front of my bed and that's where they kind of stay. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not getting rid of them because I still want that. So I think once, once he's more, my son is more like, less work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go back to decorating our bed every day. I still do it on occasion. Like I'll do it like on the weekend or something like that. I'll decorate our bed all up. Um, Cause we still have the same comforter. I just mm-hmm. don't always do all the pillows, but I think it's okay to have, I think it's okay to have those quote unquote extra things. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you have a place for them mm-hmm. and you like them and you, you know, I think that that's, that's the thing is having a place for it. And the place for it is on my bed and when they're not on my bed, they're in the drawer. So, you know, I feel like that still fits in with a minimalist aesthetic. Yeah. Just don't do it because the marketers have told you this looks nice. Like this is what you should have because I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about just a general rule because I think that that is why we often fall into needing to have everything so 
either Instagram, Pinterest perfect, or just like we want to impress whomever is coming over with our houses. Like, hey, this is what it looks like on this blog. So this is what I need my house to look like. When you're right, I don't even want all these things here. So yeah, I like that. I was going to ask you, my next question for you is what do you, have you done or what do you do with the items that you purge? So I was like, I wonder if she's purged those pillows, but um, I always, I used to just do Goodwill because I thought it was just easier to mm-hmm. pack up the car and take it somewhere. But Facebook Marketplace, I've kind of gotten into Facebook Marketplace a lot lately because it is nice to kind of get some money back for some of the stuff that you bought. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like friends, um, if they are wanting something, I'm like, oh, hey, I have that. Um, and buy nothing groups on Facebook. Yeah. We used to have a lot of sets of sheets and comforters, like a lot. Okay. Um, and, and, it got to the point where I felt like we were, we were just washing the sheets during the day and then putting them back on our bed at night and mm-hmm. not changing them out. I got all the time. Like I thought we would, mm-hmm. and we, we changed them out and we just put the same sheets back on every now and then we'll put like a different set, but we didn't need six different sheet sets. Like that was one of the things that we decided to declutter was a lot of our sheet sets and comforters. Yeah. Um, and we would have, we would have blankets for in case we ever like went camping. We've been camping one time our entire marriage we have we have camped out on the back porch but like but you know like you have these things for this lifestyle that you feel like you might do one day Mm -hmm. and it's like okay this is taking up space in my actual life Mm -hmm. so let's get rid of at least some of these things Mm -hmm. and not keep things for the person that we hope to be one day or Mm -hmm. the person that we used to be a while ago so I think when I do want to purge I always um just do like Goodwill, Facebook Marketplace, friends, or buy nothing groups on Facebook. Just, and there are, I mean, Salvation Army, there's so many different organizations. I think you can get bogged down, like, what should I do with all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And like getting out of your house is step one. <laughs> we even had a garage sale over the summer, and I will not do that again. Yeah. So that was so much work. It was just not worth it. Yeah. Time, no, so. I totally hear you. And with maybe the furniture that you're purging in your bedroom, that is like more of a big ticket, big moneymaker item. Mm-hmm. So, you probably could, it probably would be worth selling on Facebook marketplace as opposed to donating right. it unless like you just want to donate it. But yeah. So that's the only thing I was going to say in the bedroom as opposed to like a, a bathroom or a kitchen or something. So what have you experienced in decluttering your bedroom? Like maybe the best thing of doing that. I think our bedroom is more of an oasis now. And I, I just like that. I like that even when sometimes our kitchen is a mess, the playroom is a disaster. I know the bedroom is is clean. That's mm-hmm. been the easiest thing for me to keep decluttering and maintaining because mm-hmm. it is so easy to say what goes in this space. And it's like, you know, and I think my husband, he's, he's actually very neat. So I'm, I'm fortunate in that, that he's neat and I'm the one that was <laughs> not as neat as him, mm-hmm. but I think that it's nice for him and for me that we go in our room at the end of the night and no matter what chaos I've left, like, or my son has left somewhere else, our bedroom is like that oasis. And I think it sets a good example for our son because mm-hmm. I want him to see mom and dad's bedroom is clean. So I'm, I'm not um, holding him to some impossible standard when he gets older of keeping his room clean and decluttered. So, and that's another thing, a reason why I like to declutter his room mm-hmm. is because I don't want to bury him under a mountain of stuff. Cause I feel like it's been, it's been a process for me to stop accumulating, stop buying things and just even get in the mindset of decluttering and minimizing. Mm-hmm. And if I can, help him not even need to overcome those hurdles mm-hmm. that I think that I will have uh, helped him as a parent. You can't, you know, your kids kind of do their own thing, but mm-hmm. I think that um, not, not burying him under a mountain of stuff mm-hmm. is like 
a goal of mine that wasn't my goal initially. But I noticed that one day because I was cleaning off his bed and we have a peanuts theme in his room. Okay. Charlie Brown peanuts. Yeah. And we love the theme thing. So um, I had all like the Charlie Brown, Woodstock, Snoopy, Franklin, Lucy mm-hmm. on his bed. And there were some other stuffed animals there too. And I realized that he has the same like seven stuffed animals on his bed <laughs> that have been on there for like, for, I don't know, like six months. Uh-huh. And so when I try to take them off, he's like, where's my, you know, this bear, That's where's so it? And funny. I'm like, I don't want him to feel like he has to have all these things. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I think, and that's like a small example, but it just is a larger example of, I don't want him to feel like he has to have all these things. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be buried under a mountain of stuff from my doing. I want to teach him, Hey, mom and dad's room is clean. Your room is clean. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'm setting a good example. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I was in my daughter's room earlier tonight and I was looking around and in comparison to my three-year-old sons, he has, well, he has a smaller room, but he's also limited in what he's allowed to have in his room just because he spends a lot of time in there in the morning by himself. And I'm like, you're going to destroy something. So you can have blocks <laughs> in your train and this, and that's it. But his room is so easy to pick up and he actually plays in there. He'll wake up at six and I don't get him out of there till seven. And wow. he'll play for an hour until I come and get him. And he's just having a grand old time. I'm telling you, he's been doing this for like over a year. He just plays in his bedroom and he's content. Wow. But I was in my daughter's room tonight in contrast to that. And she just had a birthday. So she got some new toys and we haven't kind of gone through to say like, okay, what don't you play with yet? We haven't done that. But she also now has all of her craft things in her room. And I was just looking at her room and I'm like, I asked you to clean this up three nights ago and you still haven't cleaned it up. She's six. And I just told her, I'm like, you have until tomorrow afternoon before I come through with a bag and I'm either going to toss some of the stuff or it's going to go in the basement. But then I thought to myself, you allowed her to bring all of this stuff in here. It is so much harder to clean your home when it's overflowing with things. I don't know, just another reality check for me to not want to do that to her. You're talking about not wanting to bury your child in things. I have been a minimalist in the other areas of my home. And my daughter's room is the least minimalist in all of our homes. It's the least minimized. It's the most cluttered. It's the most chaotic. I'm stressed out whenever I go in there because she just has so many little things in her room. So all that to say, I'm like, I need to help you get this organized so that you can enjoy your time in here, know what you want to play with and go to it. And so, I don't know. I just think that's interesting that you said that. And I had that realization tonight. So I think that's yet another reason that we want to keep those bedroom spaces when it comes to our kids organized to not overwhelm them or just think that that's how they have to be. Right. And I think when right now I'm in control because my son is three, I'm Mm -hmm. in control of what's in his room. Eventually, he'll be somewhat in control. And if I've raised him to be in a room crammed with stuff, mm-hmm. I can't act surprised when he's 15 years old and like is buried under stuff. You know? yeah. so, and, not, and not to say that, not to say that he won't have a different personality that likes a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. His dad is, is not like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just trying to help set a good example and hopefully that uh, persists throughout his life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that we can, We can help them curate it as best as we can. And within that, it's, I think, keeping just fewer things. I really do. I Going back to that tonight, that realization, it's just like fewer things makes it so much easier to navigate. So definitely. Well, do you have anything else that you want to share? Um, 
I did want to talk a little bit about, um, we talked about, we touched on Facebook Marketplace a little bit. I want to talk about the money thing. Because okay. sometimes I get people, I talk to people who want to declutter and they're like, well, I, already, I spent money on this. I don't want to get rid of it. And that was a big thing for me. I mean, I feel like wasting money is really hard for yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I am also one of those people. And I think that what has helped me is a few things that I've read and heard from other people is like, number one, the money is already spent. So yeah. whether you keep this item or not, like it doesn't, you don't get the money back either way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get rid of something and have to buy it right away, then yes, that is a waste of money. But overall, the money's already spent, so it doesn't matter. And also, if you have a room that is so full of stuff that you can't use it, you're spending thousands of dollars <laughs> over the course of a decade in order to store stuff that's worth so little that it's not worth selling. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you think about wasting money, you're not the money isn't wasted on this one little item. The money is wasted on the room that you're not using. Mm-hmm. So, um, like to its full capacity and like in 20 bucks, you know, it's, it's 40 bucks here. I mean, it's not, it's not a lot of money and it's, you know, versus the thousands of dollars of like free time yeah. <laughs> that you get from like getting rid of stuff. So I think that sometimes uh, people get stuck on not wanting to waste the money. And I, I'm like, your house is not a trash can. Your room's not a trash can. Like, you know, your room isn't a storage facility. It's Mm -hmm. like somewhere that you live. And so, and that's why I always say the best way is to stop buying stuff. And maybe sometimes for me, getting rid of stuff does help me because then I'm like, oh, I wasted so much money on this. Didn't even use it. Now I'm getting rid of it. So next time I'm going to think twice before I buy something else. So I think that that might be helpful to some people who are thinking, I want to get rid of stuff, but I don't want to. I don't want to waste the money that the money is already wasted. And the goal is to not waste more money or time um, when unnecessarily. So yeah. Or energy, like mental energy, yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Right. All of that that goes into it is like, and like buying stuff because you thought you had something and then you couldn't find it. So you buy it again and you find it. Now you have the two. We mm-hmm. have like, we have three pair of kitchen scissors. This isn't about kitchens, but we have three pair of kitchen scissors because mm-hmm. for a while I never could find them. Mm-hmm. So finally I'm like, put the kitchen scissors in this drawer and that's where they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's, you know, part of the decluttering thing is just, is just being on top of your life. And I think in your, in your bedroom is an important thing too. You know, I think that being realistic about who you are and not comparing yourself to other people and, you know, if you have a TV, like we have a TV in our room. I know some people don't agree with that, mm-hmm. and it's like, but that's that's our life. You know, mm-hmm. I think that just not getting so stuck in like, well, this person has, you know, this in their room. Mm-hmm. And I think you can be inspired mm-hmm. without feeling like you're trying to get to something unattainable because that person's lifestyle just isn't yours. Mm-hmm. And so, being inspired is different than comparing and trying to chase an unattainable outcome. Yeah, and also this is kind of just silly, but no one sees your bedroom. I know some people like to give tours of their home, but everyone's going to look so different in what they have in their spaces. And it's like, you don't need to, you don't need my house. It's not perfect. Okay. Shocker. I don't know if I should even say this. I don't even sleep in my bedroom. My baby who is one been sleeping in our bedroom in his crib. He has his whole master suite to himself. And my husband and I sleep on our couch and we have been no for way. 10 months. So yeah, I don't even sleep in there. And that's so embarrassing. I can't believe I just admitted that. Yeah, we have, it, it's a long story. It works for our lifestyle right now. My mom critiques me all the time for it. And people probably think that's insane, but in my bedroom right now, 
it's there's a bed, there's a crib for for Benjamin, and there's a desk that I don't have a chair to. So all that to say, my space doesn't look like everyone else's, but this works for our life. I'm super content and it is what it is. So yeah, I guess that's just kind of like one of the ending things I'd want to say in regards to bedrooms specifically. No one sees it. You do you in your bedroom. Keep it minimal because it does cause less anxiety, less stress. You don't want to be stressed out when you're going to bed at night. I just think you got to keep perspective. So yeah, I I don't think that's weird. I mean, like, and I think everyone is so different. Like our son, he slept in a bassinet for a while and then we put a pack and play in there. Yeah. mattress uh-huh. and so he was in our room so he was so he was like 18 months and for some people I never let him in our bed because I was afraid of that um but and some people their kids sleep in their room uh-huh. you know like that's their room so I don't think I mean I think everyone is so different mm-hmm. and I think that is that I think people need to see more real life and mm-hmm. less perfectly curated everything most people can relate to what you're saying is what, I, is what I'm saying is yeah most people can relate to that people have all different types of sleeping arrangements and bedroom arrangements I think what we see often is the is like what's supposed to be like perfect when mm-hmm. it's like that's not perfect for my family mm-hmm. you know so everyone's gonna have the thing that works for them so and people I read a book called the naked house and the lady said that she has two mattresses in, in her room they're both on the floor mm-hmm. and like all I think four of her kids like they all sleep in there like wow. they call it the mattress room yeah and there's like two big mattresses on the floor and like everyone's in there and you know and again like to me I'm like well that's interesting but I think that everyone <laughs> does their own and I think like you said no one sees your bedroom yeah we didn't pack and play in our room for a year and a half and, like, yeah you know no one sees it but, no um you get the idea that everyone's living a certain way and people live all kind of ways you know mm-hmm. so. this is really great I'd love for you to tell us where they can connect with you online so you can find me at Elisa Henry TV on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Um, I also have a blog. It's called elisahenry.com. I don't really blog there very much, but you can still find me there. Um, and my son has the Instagram also. It's called Toddler Around Town. Oh. And it's us like, just going places around Columbus and having fun. Cool. That's great. I'm going to have to follow that. Great. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now, aka what is your minimalist moment of the week? Um, Right now, I'm simplifying baby stuff. We would like to have another kid, but it just hasn't happened yet. And I'm not going to continue to keep tons of stuff Mm -hmm. um, forever just in hopes of having a kid. So we are getting rid of a lot of baby stuff right now to bless an existing kid. Yeah, that's that is tough. The whole timeline of when and if and all of that. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. know what to hold on to and what to get rid of. So, and a lot of stuff doesn't store well. That's what I'm learning. Like yeah. a lot of like the clothes they get yellow. I mean, it's like I rather existing kid have this stuff. We're keeping some of the big stuff, but a lot of it we're just getting rid of. Yeah, for sure. My last question for you is: What is something that you can't stop talking about? For me, I can't stop talking about goal setting. I'm doing a lot right now. Like when things feel out of control, mm-hmm. I try to set a goal that I can uh, really focus in on. Like right now, I'm trying to read a certain amount of books. And so that's something that I can control. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that that helps in what feels like a chaotic time in our world, the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And I think goal setting helps. And then I feel accomplished if I reach that goal. So that's a big thing right now. Yeah. I just saw that you read 88 books so far this year. I'm going towards a hundred books. Cool. <laughs> so I'm not, I think I just, I finished 92. I haven't posted them all yet, but um, I'm like, people don't care, but no, but, I love so reading. I to post them in batches. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm like, I read this book today and that book today. But yeah, I'm trying to read, my goal is to read a hundred books this year, which is, I normally read like five books a year. So mm-hmm. it's a huge goal, but, um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I think goal setting helps because then I can say, okay, I'm going to try to read these three books in the next two weeks. And then mm-hmm. when I do that, no matter what else is happening in the world or in my life, mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I read these books. Check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. It helps to feel in control. Well, it's also nice. Like books are a really great escape. So very good escape. Yes. Yeah. I've escaped a lot. And I, and I learn a lot from books. I read minimalism, minimalism books. I read personal finance books, Christian living, mm-hmm. and a lot of fiction books. I just read a lot. It's, it's nice. It's a nice escape. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for being the expert on bedrooms. I appreciate. I know we did this really quickly, but I so appreciate you making time for it and coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love Minimalist Moms podcast. I've learned so much from you, and I'm so excited that we live in the same town. I know. Together. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you have a three year old. I have a three year old. I think we're going to need to do like a play date or something. So absolutely, absolutely. What did you think of this interview? If it prompted you to declutter your bedroom, I would love to see it. Tag the Minimalist Mamas podcast and I'll share it with our Instagram community. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Join me back here next week as we continue our series on decluttering the home room by room. Next week, we'll finish out the series with the living room. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.